Hi everybody, this is Matt Kirby and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony, the podcast all about music. And I know it's been a little while, uh, we're kicking off season four, excited to be back with y'all. Apologies for the delay, I'll get into that in a second. But first off, we'll do my typical shameless plugs, make sure you like the Facebook pages for, uh, for Groupie and Harmony, so then you can get updates about about the podcast or and also about the music blog feeling groupy and then also make sure you check uh, like the facebook page for is baller trademarked yet to get updates about my basketball blog is baller trademarked yet now i uh, um it hasn't been posted yet at the time of recording this but if it hasn't been posted yet it will be soon i have a blog post um in particular stemming from uh stemming from the uh, Jason Aldean song Try That Out of Small Town uh, about whether about whether negative publicity actually helps out an, an artist in terms of music and then there will be a couple other posts that will come out in the next few weeks uh, and then for is Baller Trademarked yet? I have a few posts I want that will come out at some point my last post was one related to Alyssa Thomas's value um, and I will say with those two, well, first off with the, I'll apologize for the delays in, of posting those two because, and that's because I will say my keyboard on my computer is, has a bunch of issues and in particular the shift keys, both shift keys broke. Uh, so I have, uh, I have another keyboard that I bought as well that I've been using. So, uh, hope, hopefully there will be some more posts coming up soon. But in terms of the podcast, why there was such a big delay in between season three and season four was because since then, actually, I think it was shortly after I recorded the final episode of season three, um, I, my girlfriend and I adopted a dog. His name's Roger. He's a sweetie. I love the guy. Um, so um, a lot of times I haven't been recording as much, mainly because I... You know, when I'm honestly when I'm when I'm at home, I kind of do just want to, in addition to my girl, spend time with my girlfriend. I do want to spend time with him and play with him. So that's why I took such a long break. Um, so I can't promise that episodes will be released weekly as a result, or a blog post will be, but I'll still try to release some. I have a few episodes in mind that I haven't recorded yet that I'm going to so those will be coming out and also um as a little teaser I'm going to be going to a music festival next month um actually in a few weeks so uh when we uh so I'll be recording a few episodes while there these ones will more than likely because I'm going as a fan not like as a media person or anything like that I'm these episodes will be more geared towards my reaction to each day at the festival. Um, but I'll get into that in a little, uh, or maybe not this episode, but a future episode. So for today's episode, since go figure, I take a few months off from recording episodes and I come back, I come back and wow, there's a, uh, there's a lot of of things that happened in music since uh, since my last episode. So we're gonna bring back the five minute news stories. Um, I in particular I have sixteen general topics with some of them having subtop subtopics, including uh things like some music festivals that are included in there. Um some uh as like a music festival as an overall topic um some deaths included as an overall topic what i'm going to do is for each topic i'm going to try to discuss it in five five minutes or fewer the festivals will take a little bit longer so um but the deaths will also take a little longer um a couple other ones now uh I will say that because there's a lot of topics that have happened, I'm only going to be discussing ones that I find really interesting. Um, 
So, uh, and also ones that are still kind of relevant. So there were some that I had marked down that were music festivals. Uh, some of them either are coming up soon enough or just happened already. So I'm not going to be discussing those ones. Um, I do want to mention there's two topics that I think are interesting that I'm not going to discuss. One of them is uh, related to one that came up with Miranda Lambert and selfies um, because there was an issue where someone was, where she uh, criticized people taking selfies during the concerts for Walking the View. I really want to do, I'm going to do a, a, either discuss in a future episode or do a blog post. I'm not sure which yet. Um, and the other one, a big one, uh, XXL's freshman class was announced since the last episode. I'm not going to discuss that one here, uh, mainly because I want to spend a little bit more time on that one. That I'll plan on discussing that in the next episode. Now, otherwise, um, and I didn't have necessarily have any particular order with these, but we'll get started. Uh, the first one, Tor Lanes was sentenced to prison regarding his shooting of Megan Thee Stallion. So this one, it's not necessarily news since it happened um, earlier this month, but Tory Lanez was sentenced to 10 years in prison for shooting Megan Thee Stallion after he was found guilty in December of uh, three felony charges, uh, which were assault with a, semi a semi-automatic handgun, having loaded an unregistered fire uh, firearm in a vehicle, and gross negligence in discharging his firearm. Uh, and I thought that one was interesting because he, if I remember right, he did, uh, if I remember, I think he pleaded not guilty. And then usually if you plead guilty, he probably would have stayed in prison less. Um, but we could, at some point we could try to, uh, get, uh, we could try to get Megan on to discuss this a little bit more. Um, but also he he really didn't do himself any favors because, uh, for instance, like, um, when, uh, like when he, uh, was given, uh, uh, when there, uh, she was given a protect, when Megan Thee was given a protective order, uh, Troy Lanes violated it by making a surprise appearance at a festival that she was also at, um, so I'm, uh, yeah, I don't, I, he, even after the allegations, he had been releasing music that was still finding some commercial success. I don't know necessarily if that, um, I don't, I don't know if he'll be continuing to release music. We'll, we'll see on that one. Um, also for the next topic there are um and also apologies if you hear a keyboard in the background i uh i'm just pulling pulling things up at, as they're coming up rather than having a ton of tabs open for each thing so the next one is that um Rams uh german new metal or neue deutsche harte metal band or band Rammstein um their lead vocalist Till Lindemann is facing uh is facing multiple allegations of sexual misconduct um in particular that once that she was that there that she was groom that there were individuals that were groomed for sex and uh given uh and basically uh given alcohol drugs in order to do that um they so i know it's interesting because this one there hasn't been a ton of updates regarding this um like i know that there was an investigation being done but uh i don't but i haven't heard any other updates in a while because this hat one happened in june i haven't i have not i 
yeah, I haven't heard really heard that the band themselves apparently posted a message saying that uh the future will look different, quote unquote. But otherwise, I I I don't know what that means beyond that. And so far, like I know in Germany, their concerts weren't canceled though. Uh, the the uh, one politician, in particular number who it was, had said that the reason for that was not because they didn't believe the allegations. It was just for legally with the contract they couldn't uh they couldn't can uh cancel the concerts. And I know uh his project Lindemann is still set to perform a festival in uh Virginia in a few weeks as far as I know. I don't think that's been cancelled yet for him. So I would say we'll see what happens from there, but so far, I, I genuinely haven't heard anything with that one. Um, so we'll see if anything else comes of this, but so far I haven't heard anything else beyond that. Um, and then for some other allegations, uh, Lizzo is facing allegations. Um, earlier this month, some backup singers filed a lawsuit against her production company and her dance captain, um, and per this Wikipedia article here, um, accusing them of, quote, sexual, religious, and racial harassment, disability discrimination, assault, false imprisonment, creating a hostile work environment, and weight shaming, end quote. And, uh, there were other individuals, uh, who have, uh, criticized, um, or who have spoken, uh, spoken out in support of them or cooperated those, um, the, uh, these allegations or experiences even. So I, I think that a lot of, given Lizzo's public image and persona, I think I imagine a lot of people were surprised by that. I will say at this point, I know for me, I will confess that I, especially with famous people, I just don't bat an eye with anything anymore, which is really, which is sad. Um, but, um, the, uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens and like if this, how this impacts future career. Um, I, yeah, I genuinely don't 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 know what's gonna happen beyond that um the next thing that i do want to discuss um so originally i um i had a note that i wanted to uh that one th thing i wanted to talk about was that with Jason Aldean, he had to cancel a con or stop a concert short in Connecticut with, uh, due to, I don't, I, it was something with heat, I don't know whether it's heat stroke or something related to that, um, and I was going to talk a little bit about, I want to talk a little bit about that because, uh, that is something that is easy to happen at, especially at hot days during summer concerts when outdoors, I know in particular, Years ago, I was at I was at a warp tour where it was hundred. It was in Connecticut. It was a hundred degrees, and then with humidity, it felt like it was something like hundred degrees and felt like hundred and ten. And there were people passing out left and right, even while drinking water. And all the group that I was with, there were there were people who they were were drinking a lot of water. And even still, there were times where people like felt lightheaded, didn't feel good um, throughout the day, even while drinking water trying to do what we could to stay safe, staying in the shade. Um, so that's one, in, I know it's at the end of the summer, but realistically, anytime you're in an outdoor show, make sure you're staying hydrated, make sure you're eating appropriately. I know, especially with a lot of shows, it's um, it's common to, to drink alcohol or do other things like that. If you're doing that, just make sure you're still staying hydrated, make sure you're e eating properly, and make sure you're staying safe. Uh, with all of that. I made the note to discuss all that and then try that in a small town went viral. 
I'm so I'm. I mean, I I know it's a big deal. And these guys should talk about it. I don't really have that much to say other than that's the response to it is kind of in our. It kind of depicts the divide in our country that politicians strive for, frankly. Um, I mean, I don't. I never listened to the song because I don't even like really. I don't really like country music, so I just never even tried listening to it. Um, and never watched the music video either for that reason. So I can't say what. Anyway, there were several allegations against it. I can't confirm or deny any of the allegations of my opinion because I never watched the video. Um, I am the aspect that I am interested in though is because it hit. A couple weeks after the video, music video came out, it ended up hitting number one on the Billboard charts. But then the following week, it dipped down to number 21, which was the biggest drop from a song at number one. So I'm am going to, I'm, one blo I have a blog post that I, I know I mentioned this in passing, but I'm going to have a blog post coming out that, or at the time for, I started recording, it's not out yet. At the time of, but time this is out, it might be out, I'm not sure yet, but I'll discuss that aspect a little bit more because it is something that I'm really fascinated in. Where this, song, where at first I thought this song might put that to the test of if maybe negative publicity does actually help in terms of music because a lot of times it doesn't. But then that massive drop then made me say, okay, maybe not. Um, the next topic we'll uh, do a we'll transition to a, the sadder one. Uh, there course in a couple months span you have a you have several deaths but I in particular want to focus on three uh, the first one Sixto Rodriguez um, he was a legendary folk artist who um, had his had a career and then but was largely anonymous in his career before the uh, um, in like the late 60s, early 70s, as like a folk artist, a psychedelic folk artist, but then was massive in the, in South Africa, and um, that helped him ultimately uh, make the comeback that he made. Uh, he ended up dying earlier this month on August 8th, um, and he really made a massive comeback after that. Was um, he was so popular in South Africa with uh, um, in particular was insanely popular during the apartheid. And uh, there have been reports that came out even that uh, he that he might have sold more records than Elvis Presley even in that span, which is insane. Um, or at least in South Africa, I should say, but. Yeah, they in the nineties they end up fi uh, finding hit uh, finding him after because he was just kind of living anonymously in Detroit, and then he ended up having a career comeback and really was a talented musician. Really was, and I mean ultimately he, he, I mean he was just someone who when he came back was just doing it to perform, doing it for all the right reasons. Uh, the I really have a lot of respect for that. Um, the next individual that I want to discuss uh, is Tony Bennett, a legendary, legendary singer. Um, he had an insanely long career. Um, he ended up retiring in 2021, um, passed away at the age of 96. Um, it, he was one of the faces of traditional pop music, and I really do believe, and I know he had a bit of a resurgence late in his career, but really in the 50s and 60s in particular were massive, um, and then the eight, 90s in particular, a little bit in the 80s, but the 90s in particular had a, comeback, a big comeback and then was still having a lot of success, especially when um, he and Lady Gaga performed did a couple albums together. Um, he ended up retiring due to Alzheimer's, but he his final album, uh, the, it was released in uh, 
at the age of 95. So at the age of 95 years and 60 days was the oldest individual, oldest individual to release music, uh, by Guinness world records. So, um, and he really, uh, did have a lot of massively popular hits and, uh, and a lot of well-known songs uh, in the traditional pop vocal jazz kind of music. Now, the last individual that I want to discuss is one that a lot I think a lot of people would find interesting, saving for last in this case. Um, but Sinead O'Connor is someone who I've always thought is a critically uh, underrated musician um, and so uh, singer. She's most known for her version of the song Nothing Compares to You, which was a massive song, which really showcased uh, her her vocals. Um, and uh, she had a... I mean, in that album that was on, while there weren't any mass, other massive hits, she, uh, she did have... I mean, she... It really, she really had a lot of songs where she just so easily showcased her talent as a vocalist in particular. Um, at least you say no other massive hits in the U.S., in the U.K., and for, uh, worldwide. I guess she had other hits, especially in uh, um, especially in her in Ireland, where she was from. Um, but I have always thought that she was immensely underrated, and a big part of that is because her, I felt like that uh, she, in, ter uh, she, in terms of for her to be the most successful, and in terms of her being un um, as outspoken politically as she was, she was in the wrong era. Which I say that in terms of, Really, in my opinion, I consider the 80s and 90s to be in the U.S. to be one of the most conservative times in U.S. history. I, I know people might hear that and be like, what? But what about a different era where, uh, where for instance, uh, like, uh, where, for instance, like in the, in, like before a woman could vote or when slaves were still, or when there were still slaves, uh, that or were having slaves was legal, I should say. Um, but my point is that think about it this way: in terms of, in particular, in the '90s, the two massive liberal or liberal victories were the fact that Bill Clinton, who was, uh, well, he was he was more on the right of Democrats, was uh was named president, and the other. Big one in my opinion was the fact that it was, uh, what that it was legal for people who were gay to be in the military, so long as they didn't tell anyone that they were gay. Those were the two big. Those were the two big one. Uh, um, those were the two. Excuse me. Those were the two. Why consider the big liberal, vi big liberal victories. So at a time where, in particular, she, uh. She protested against uh, the Catholic Church on uh, during SNL. It was the it was just the wrong era to for that to happen. But still, I think that uh, with how outspoken politically uh, she was, in particular, and um, with her views as well, I think that that was really, I think it was really important to. Uh, Especially as you see in like nowadays, I think you see a lot of people who really have, after she passed, did grow to respect her. And, uh, um, and I, th you see that, uh, and I think that a lot of times, especially with artists nowadays being able to be outspoken uh, related to politics, um, I think that there's, two artists that really set the stage for that in the 90s. One of them was Rage Against the Machine being a band that could be so outspokenly political, but in terms of for the more pop world, I think that that would that would have been Sinead O'Connor who was 
able, who was able to do that uh, in the way that she did. Um, the next thing that I, topic that I want to discuss, uh, so rest in peace to all three of those individuals, I think that's important to say. Um, and also, Shane O'Connor, one thing I didn't mention with her also is that for a while, because one series I keep pushing off, it for the blog is a most underrated artist series. And when I, whenever I do finally public, get that published, finished and published, you can expect that she'll be pretty high on that list. Um, the next one that I want to discuss, I want to discuss two festivals that were canceled. Uh, the first one, Bamboozle Festival in New Jersey. It was canceled, and uh, when it was going to make a big comeback, and the reason that it was canceled, because they, they, uh, they didn't have the proper venue. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah. Um, they, they didn't have the proper permits, I should say, not the venue, excuse me. Um, but yeah, they didn't have the proper permits for the venue. They never submitted them. So, uh, and I mean, if you've listened to the podcast before and heard me talk about this, the most, uh, my apologies if it's a repetition, but the most important thing in a, to run a music festival, in my opinion, is not the music. Especially if you're an established festival organizer. You can you can throw something together last minute with artists. Even if it's a smaller scale festival. Even if it's a free festival, there's at least the publicity with you there. The most important thing, if you're doing a festival, is having the proper permits to actually hold the damn festival. And it's... Forget my view of it is for crying out loud. It's 2023. How do you not? How do you not realize? And to get the permits. And this, this is a festival that it's not a new festival either. It's, it's just like seriously, y'all. Um, I don't get it. Um, the other festival that was canceled, uh, Mid America Festival. Um, that one it. Ultimately, it. There, well, it wasn't officially reported this way. I think originally it was reported as weather being the reason it was canceled. Um, ultimately, there were low ticket sales, uh, was what it was sounding like. Um, and that one was interesting because uh, that one, uh, it it had a... Look at the lineup. I saw it and I'm like, it had a... I thought that there, they had some smart decisions for the lineup. Um... The lineup that they had, they had like SZA and Lizzo, Lizzo as headliners, and then they also had Miguel Tebbs, Metro Boomin, Ice Spice, Coyle Ray, Lotto, Lil Yachty, Doshi, and a bunch of others. Um, Lizzo, I, th I think the thing with Lizzo is that while she's really popular, there are a bunch of people who are just not fans of her. Um, and then the, and then in terms of SZA, that's interesting because she's, she is still really popular. Um, I, I guess you could argue that it was a bit of a risk having, um, doing that combo because I don't know, I think that her, well, I think her popularity is, or SZA's popularity is more based in with, is more with women. Um. But still, I thought that, I mean, I thought SZA was a smart, it was a smart book in particular. She's massive. Um, but, and I mean, Ice Spice, they were a little bit ahead of the curve with booking that one. So I'm a little bit surprised the tickets didn't sell incredibly well. Um, but yeah, we'll, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with 2024. 2024 with it and to see if they make any changes with how they with how they book artists um one other thing i don't have too much to say with this one but uh rock the bells occurred recently which uh well i didn't want to talk about festivals that happened in this band uh 
they uh it was notable because this one was a way to celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip-hop which i think is which is really cool that they that they uh that they did that um it ended up being it was a they had a really big festival they um and this one was held on or so i mean they had it on august 5th um but then on august 11th there was another there was another concert there was a run the jewels concert right next from the jewels excuse me run dmc concert that they held as well um so it was really cool that it happened that they were able to have it like a week before that one um and uh so and like they had some, uh Bell said some other artists as well like uh ella cool j as well queen latifah lucas the roots um they lost a whole bunch of others um which yeah this year is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop so at some point i'm hoping to do a special something special related to that um because i think that one is i mean it's really cool it's an important genre um uh so i think that's really cool um now the the next thing that I want to talk about, there's been a lot of uh, there been a lot of people. There was a stretch where and where there's been a lot of people that have just been hit by stuff or people while performing. Um, in particular, Vivarexa was hit by a phone. Um, Harry Styles was hit by something. Ava Max was hit, outright slapped on stage. Um, and then uh Kelsey Ballerini was um uh was hit by something also. Um I th I think uh Cardi B also had something like that and she ended up throwing a mic at someone. Um my um, I know there's a lot of stories related to this, so I feel like I should say something. My general my genuine response to all that is y'all what the hell? Seriously? Um. Yeah, I don't. I just don't get it. Um. The next thing that I do want to discuss is, uh. So, I had. I originally planned on discuss. Uh, discussing one with Travis Scott getting, uh. With Travis Scott in particular, ha um. Planning on performing in Egypt, but then his concert permits being revoked for a variety of reasons, um, which is interesting because that was also around the same time that the 1975 faced some issues, I believe, in Malaysia. Um, but instead, there was... So, I want to talk about something else. Travis Scott had his first album release since Astral, the Astral World Festival, which was Utopia. And it ended up being a massive hit. It, uh, hit, it hit number one in the U.S. Um, got fairly positive reviews. Multiple, multiple hit singles. Um, it, uh, but the so there was one thing that I found interesting with it through all this is that um, it well it didn't. It did not feature him on the album. And there were a lot of features, which is interesting because some, um, uh, because there was people that I think were hoping that he got canceled, whereas you have, um, Gunna who was released from prison and had no features, which is something I want to discuss at some point in a blog post, I think. Um, but if you look at the featured artists, you see a lot of like artists who are popular popular artists that makes sense the to have on the album but if you look at the writers and the producers you'd see that there were a few tracks that Kanye West was involved with which is interesting because um 
in particular with the writing you see that way um which he uh um even though i think that he did some production too i'm not certain yeah he did he was one of the producers on it and there were points in the album you could hear his influence on on the on the sound um and that's really interesting because this one is uh because he largely um I mean, he, he largely took a massive hit after uh, making several anti-Semitic statements, and that's after a lot of controversies that he's had related to politics, race, and uh, distur uh, disturbing statements related to uh, Kim Kardashian. And I really, he's, uh, ever since the last... Uh, well, I guess, I guess ever since, uh, uh, I guess ever since those allegations in particular, I mean, the last allegations, I should say, um, with the anti-Semitic comments, he really hasn't, he, I mean, he hasn't released anything, um, but, uh, he's been... And a lot of people have, like, stopped doing work with him also. So I think that one is interesting to, to me because that makes me wonder, is that kind of like the start of Kanye coming back? Which would be, in my opinion, interesting because, or an interesting approach, I should say, because he started as a producer and not as a rapper. Um, like, in particular, uh, he, particularly, he did a lot. Um, I mean, he did a few different produce. He did a few different production. Uh, and he did a few different uh, the different tracks and albums that were notable. But really, um, one of his earlier notable ones was producing Jay Z's album The Blueprint. So I think. So we'll see what. Uh, we'll. I, I am curious to see what happens from here with that one. Um, the next topic that I want to discuss. Um, so as we see a bunch of, uh, as we see a bunch of notable, uh, notable acts from the nineties and two thousands that were crit that were criticized for years, such as, uh, have like big comebacks such as, uh, Biscuit doing a massive tour, and then uh, Nickelback after doing a smaller tour that was a massive success, announcing an announcing an arena tour. Another another act is reuniting. Creed is going to headline the Summer of '99 uh, cruise in April of 2024. I yeah, I wouldn't surprise me if then they end up if. They end up doing a. They end up enjoying it. It wouldn't surprise me if they end up trying to go on tour after that. Um, I mean, because I know you could. You could comment on uh, that say that this saying that. They, uh. That's like oh well their music wasn't good or whatever. Limp Bizkit and Nickelback were two bands that were also often criticized, and they've had a lot of success with the, with the not quite. I want to say this isn't a reunion for them, but with the these big comeback esque kind of tours. So, yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a big if it's something like that. Um, speaking of reunions, there's an interesting reunion that's happening where it's not doesn't appear to be a a music reunion, but um, next month the band uh, Talking Heads are reuniting for a Q&A session at the Toronto International Film Festival um, for, to promote the re-release of Stop Making Sense, which is interesting. I have no idea if there would be uh, any, if they would end up reuniting or anything, from a music standpoint, I should say, or anything like that. They they have had some brief reunions in the past, but um, 
uh, no different individuals have made different comments related to the uh, group um, and in particular a lot a lot of them saying that it wasn't particularly likely that they would reunite but we'll see what this means from what this means if anything for their future now I want to discuss a few festivals um, the first one that I want to discuss is a festival that is coming back. I don't remember when it last occurred, but um, it's a little while ago that it, I think it, um, maybe 20, end of 2018 it happened. I don't know if it happened since then, but the New England Metal and Hardcore Festival. Um, so realistic, so technically, I guess technically speaking, it's a one day I guess realistically it's a one-day festival, but the way technically it's a two-day festival because there's a concert on day one that they tied in with it. So it's a uh, September fifteenth, sixteenth festival, uh, festival in Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, day one, Parkway Drive headlining with Amity Affliction, Northlane, and Make Them Suffer as openers. I think it was originally just a Parkway Drive concert that then they merged into the festival. Um, Saturday, headlining is Lamb of God. The other acts that they, some other acts they have include Hatebreed, Shadows Fall, Black Dahlia Murder, um, Dying Fetus, Fit for an Autopsy. Uh, if I zoomed in an angle, that's tougher to actually see it. There we go. Despised Icon, Chelsea Grin, Terror, 100 Demons, Vain FM, bunch of other, uh, Jesus Peace, Darkest Hour, Enterprise Earth, a bunch of other acts. Um, I think that, so I think that is a smart idea to tie in the first day uh, with that one, especially because Parkway Drive is pretty big in uh, metal music. And then I think the second one, Lamb of God, is a massive one. They've performed at that festival in the past, and it's always seem to uh, draw a pretty notable crowd. Um, I mean, as for the other acts they booked, Hatebreed is, they're actually a Connecticut band. Um, they are really big in metalcore. Um, Shadows Fall is actually for, I don't remember where in Massachusetts they're from, but they're from Massachusetts. They're pretty notable one there. Um, I mean, a bunch of the acts below that are notable within metal. Um, Black Dahlia Murder, it, I could have even, I would have even been shocked if they had, they had even been the third biggest name on the day. Um, Spice Icon is notable. Van FM is pretty notable. Chelsea Grin, fairly notable. Dying Feet is pretty notable. So I think that they had a lot of notable acts that I think, uh, and I think they made a lot of interesting and smart decisions with that one. Um, the next one, since we're in the, since we're discussing, um, uh, that is, uh, why not discuss Massachusetts is for Lovers Festival, which will happen on the 17th at the Xfinity Center in, uh, Mansfield, Massachusetts. Um, and I didn't say the first one next. I, I said it was in Worcester, but for those Worcester folks, or Northeast folks, you might know the Palladium. That's where that one is, the outdoor venue there. Um, so Hawthorne Heights has done a bunch of acts for Lovers kind of fit, uh, Kind of want in a bunch of different places. The Massachusetts for Lovers was, uh, the lineup was announced fairly recently. Headliner is Rise Against. They also have Alkaline Trio, Bayside, Silverstein, Hawthorne Heights, Emory, Further Seems Forever, Red Jumpsuit, Pad Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Proper, Slow Joy, and Mall Cops. Uh, Rise Against, I think, is a really smart one for that kind of festival. They still they do a really sizable following. Um, Alkaline Trio, same kind of thing. Pretty popular band. And they got a bunch of acts that I just think I think a bunch of people will go to see. Red Jumpsuit, Apparatus, Silverstein, Bayside, of course, Emery, uh, Hawthorne Heights as well. Um, I think that they made a... I think that those ones are some really interesting and smart ones. The next festival that... 
I want to discuss is a Sing Out Loud Festival. Um, that one is in St. Augustine, Florida. It's a two-day festival. Um, the September 22nd, 23rd, the X for this one um, on Friday, Black Keys, Lord Huron, Villa, and War Hippies on Saturday, Love and Sons, Maggie Rogers, L. King, Amos Sleep, and S.G. Goodman. Interesting that they don't, aren't that many acts at the festival, but still, I think the acts they did book are smart bookings. Um, headliners are big bands. Um, the second and third biggest names on each day are really notable names. I guess across the board, there are just a bunch of notable names. So, um, I think especially looking at someone like Maggie Rogers is pretty notable in, uh, at this point in the festival cycle. Um, so I think, if I, yeah, I think that those are some, uh, that the, uh, overall those are some pretty smart bookings with that one. Um, I also think that YOLO is a good, uh, is a good one as well. Um, the next festival that I want to discuss, um, is, uh, I guess we'll, uh, go with, I'm trying to find the, oh, here, well, I'm struggling to find it, so we'll, uh, up here it is, um, so the next one is Evolutions Festival, um, it's October 6th through 8th. Um, they haven't announced everyone yet, but and it's in New York, um, Patterson, Patterson, New York. Um, headliners in each day. Um, Friday, Jansen and Tip. Uh, Saturday, Boogie T, Sodom. Sunday, Rekno, they've announced. They have announced other ones. A bunch of other notable acts. Um, Sully, Tape 8, Levitation Jones, uh, Drink Up Water. Jason Leach, Maddie O'Neill, Canvas, DJ Hippo, um, a bunch of other ones. Yeah, I think that it's not like one that will be viewed as like in the same light as some of the massive, massive electronic festivals. But I think that overall, those ones do have some interesting choices. I think the headliners are pretty smart, especially Bo Boogie T, I think is a good one. Um, so I think that one will still be, uh, still have success. And then, um, there was one other festival that I wanted to discuss, which, uh, was Semifest. Um, it's a music and car festival, and the, and some of the acts they have include Imagine Dragons, Incubus, Wiz Khalifa, AJR, Third Eye Blind, Bush, Walk the Moon, Ludacris, The Struts, Badflower, Chase Matthews, Buck Cherry, Meg Myers, Aaron Jones, uh, Ren for short, some bits there, some others. Um, I, Imagine Dragons is puzzling one for a car slash music festival. Um, not what I would think of for that one. And like, same thing with like an act like AJR and Walk the Moon also. Actually, with that one, I thought it's interesting because I thought Walk the Moon is actually going into a hiatus. I might be wrong about that one. But, uh, yeah, they're on a hiatus, so I don't I don't know if they still are performing that one, but, uh, yeah, interesting choices. In general, I, if while polarizing, I think Imagine Dragons is a smart booking because of how just how popular they are, despite them being controversial. Um, so I think with like a band like AJR, but Incubus, I think is really smart. Um, Wiz Khalifa, I think is pretty smart. I think Third Eye Blind, I mean, there's a bunch of acts that like are performing bigger venues. I think Bush is a fairly one. I think Ludacris, um, the Struts have a big live following. So, to do Bad Flower. Um, so, that leaves us with one other festival to discuss. Firefest is coming back. <laughs> Firefest 2 is going to be back. Um, 
And now, um, what's interesting is that it sounds like that it isn't, um, it sounds like that they, they, I'm not sure that they're going to have acts there. It sounds like that they won't, but, uh, um, they're apparently selling tickets, don't have a date yet, it's taking place 2024. It's not like they don't have an official location yet either, which is really reassuring. Um, there haven't been any announced acts at the minimum. Uh, Billy McFarland, there, uh, the person who did the first one, has said that they're, uh, that their tickets are flying off the shell and they're self and they're pretty much can't and they're pr pretty much sold out. <laughs> I this is gonna be a this this uh, this doesn't sound like it's gonna go well either. <laughs> I don't believe him that the tickets are sold are selling out, but here we are. Um, yeah, I expect when we get a little bit closer to when this in twenty twenty four sometime in the summer, I expect that we'll have some more topics to discuss related to that. Um, now, two I want to discuss two final things um, that aren't really the in the five-minute news stories, which most of them I spent I spent shorter than five minutes discussing. Um, the first one is I do an annual I do an annual uh, podcast for Pride Month. Since I wasn't recording, I didn't ultimately record one prior to. Uh, prior to the uh taking a little bit of a break after adopting uh the sweet boy but uh I did still want to so I didn't want to do a full episode with it at this point but I did want to still discuss a little bit because I know especially nationwide that in the U.S. that there is especially there's a lot of not only pushback but um hateful rhetoric um, homophobic, transphobic kind of rhetoric in a lot of situations and not even just rhetoric but, but turning into viewpoints and policies as well um, and I mean I've made no secret that I mean with grouping harmony and myself personally that that we're supporters of the LGBTQ plus community and I mean in my personal opinion um I would. I know it's not. It's not this simple because of modern society, but I wish that it really didn't matter what what someone's sexuality was. Because, I mean, I'll be honest. Personally, I, I've always, I, it's not something that I find as interesting as say like what their hobbies are, what kind of music they like, what kind of movies they like, if they like sports, um, what they do in their spare time, what, um, like, what they do for a living. What the, if they like what they do, what their dream jobs are, etc. I think that kind of stuff is more interesting than, because uh, I mean, in my opinion, for majority of people, their sexuality doesn't define their personality or who they are, really. And I think that, and I don't, so, I mean, as such, I really don't think it should. And, and that's a big reason why I am so, like, I am so supportive of, of um, the LGBTQ plus community because I, because I me, mean, I don't think it should matter like that um, in this way. When I mean, acceptance, in my opinion, is just more important, better. And I know I'm, and I mean, I'm saying this as someone who is religious, who is Catholic. I mean, that's also from a Catholic standpoint, really, what Jesus would want us to do, not. Um, try to find any way to break them down as the Pharisees would do. Um, and I think it's more than ever, it is more important just to recognize that with this, the kind of hate that and intolerance that is out there with a lot of communities, but I know in particular for this, for this discussion in particular, that, um, that LGBT, LGBTQ plus community and really my opinion isn't fair. And I, I think it sucks that um that I mean I I know there are times where I'm in a situation where I feel like I 
wish I could do more. I wish that there was more that I could do personally. Um, since I don't want to see that happening. And it shouldn't happen, in my opinion. So, the last thing that I want to discuss. Um, every year in July, I... Or was what I've been doing. I've, um, I've been discussing something in my personal life, which is interesting because I really don't like talking about my personal life as a whole. Um, because I don't find it as... I don't feel like that people as a whole would really care about it as much. But... Um, obviously July I didn't record an episode, so in August we'll do the catch-up with that one. Um, sorry, just bumped the mic. Um, I, so, sometime in July, I don't know the exact date, but, uh, marked my anniversary of being sober. Um, I don't know the exact date, which I think is good for me, because I know that with me, if I knew the exact date, it was more likely that I would start drinking again, which weird to think about it that way, but I just know myself. And I, in particular, this one was a big year for me because this year actually marked five years sober. And I think, and I'm, I'm really glad I, I've done that because I know for me, I, I did have an issue with drinking. I couldn't control myself after I started drinking. Once I started drinking, uh, once I had my drink, first drink, no problem. Once I had my second drink, next thing you know, I have 10 drinks and I couldn't stop myself. So I, I'm glad that I stopped drinking for myself. I, and I mean, I've, I was fortunate in that, in terms of quitting. It was easier for me than it would be for other situations. And I know that's probably sounds weird to say, but in particular with this situation, I know that what, with my version of alcoholism, it wasn't that I relied necessarily on alcohol, but, um, which I know other habits that I've had, I've have been tougher for me to stop, but I know with alcohol in particular, uh, I, it wasn't that I relied on it, it was more so that once I started, I couldn't stop, so for me, it was just like, okay, well, why don't I just not start, and, um, there are, there are still times where it's, uh, where I still have, like, cravings for alcohol or whatever, I know that, like, there, in particular, there are roads where I, where I, like where I grew up in, or where I went to college and whatever, where I, to the point I'm driving and I still have to like keep what I'm doing and keep myself in check because I know, because I remember, I know where every like, bar and package store is on the entire road. And there, there have been times where I've been driving on one of those roads, even like in the last year, and and I like I get to one of those, and even still, I, it's tempting. Um, but I did just want to mainly mention that because I know there's a lot of people who are suffering from a variety of different addictions, or you know someone that is suffering from addiction, and more just I just wanted to mention that one just as kind of more as an idea of hope more than anything that it is possible. It's it's not easy, no, um, and it's there are situations where I was fortunate in that just because of the way that I had it, it was easier, but I know like, um, with other, with a situation where it's like, if it is a situation where like you need to hit, where you need to have a, feel like you need to have a drink, then, um, if like with, because the mental aspect of it, it's, that's even more difficult. That's like, that's insanely hard to quit, especially because I mean, addiction is, is a mental health issue. So, um, I did want to, the reason that I wanted to do that is you're not alone and if you are trying to quit or you recognize you're having a problem, that's a massive step for you. You can do it. You've got this. Um, so I guess that's mainly it. I guess I'll, uh, tease. I know I earlier I said that I would, that, um, later on, I'm, cause I'm going to be going to a festival in a few weeks. Um, I'm going to be going to Riot Fest in Chicago. I got tickets for the festival and for the plane there. I still have to do my other accommodations, but I'm really excited for it. I'm at the minimum I'm gonna do I'm planning on doing I'll say at the minimum I'll do one episode to uh just discuss the whole thing. My goal is to do one each day, but we'll see what happens with that one. 
Um, I'm not planning on like interviewing people there or anything like that, mainly because it's this festival is a dream festival for me to go to. I really just want to go as a fan, so I'm not gonna have like any separate content or anything like that. But at the middle of all, do have that as content. Um, just discussing the festival as a whole. Um, and uh, um, so that you'll get that to look forward to. I'm not sure if it'll be released the day of, like a few days after the festival, whatever. Um, but you'll at least have that as a minimum. Um, so that's it for this episode. Next episode, uh, more than likely, next episode we'll be discussing the XXL for XXL freshman class. Maybe a couple of probably a couple of other things too. Um, and that's all. Thank you for listening. Um, it's great to be back with y'all. Um, make sure you like the Facebook pages for Groupie and Harmony, um, and Is Ball Trademark Yet? Check out Feeling Groupie and Is Ball Trademark Yet? And I'll talk to you soon. Definitely a lot sooner than last time.